Welcome back to the Not Yet Adults Podcast. This, of course, is a podcast starring Colin Jeffrey and myself, Eric Zayas, as we navigate the road towards adulthood. How are you doing, Colin? I'm doing quite well, Eric. I am doing quite well. Uh, I won the lottery yesterday. Really big deal. Uh, I didn't. I just, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. I, I think lotteries are weird. I just think the whole thing's a strange. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just something that's been on my mind. I was watching a podcast recently. I don't know if you follow the Valley folk. Like, I, I like them a lot, but it, that was the most boring podcast because they, like, had one of the guys, Joe Brett, had a scratch ticket he got from, like, a local convenience store. And he was scratching, and they added intense music and made it seem like the most intense thing. And it was funny for a while. And then he lost, and then he went back to the store, came back, and got another one. It was just like, uh It's like you're throwing money towards nothing, and it's, like, the least relatable topic because you either have spent money on it probably won nothing and you're disappointed or someone won and they're talking about their experience winning and you know it'll never happen to you so it's just it's not you can't empathize it's not interesting or relatable it's just like god that guy won instead of me anyway well that's not the topic of the show i just somehow we're on lotteries sorry that was that was on me eric it's been a couple weeks we haven't we haven't done an episode in a minute life's been getting in the way and we've just kind of decided that when we need to take time off we will and then we'll reconvene when we can um you had a really good idea for a topic that was a little bit more topical a couple weeks back but i still feel like is very much important um and so i was curious do you want to kind of intro what we're talking about today even though uh by the time this episode comes out it'll be at least two weeks past uh i'd want to talk about international women's day because i feel like that's a it's one of those holidays that's like um because that's not like halloween or christmas or one of the big ones but there's a lot of like merchandising no one or a lot of people kind of don't even realize it's coming up and i didn't know when it was coming up but when it came up you know people were posting about it on facebook and stuff and i was like oh great this is a holiday i can really get behind this is all this is like actually good like i'm not a big fan of like the big corporate like uh christmas kind of holidays the hallmark holidays yeah yeah i'm not a big fan of those but like something like this where it's like lesser known and like actually has some importance to it i really like and i thought we'd talk about i thought we'd take a moment to talk about the women in our lives to inspire us and um, who we can celebrate during this holiday, even though it's already two weeks past. Well, I, I think that's fine. I mean, like, again, that's the weird thing about holidays, right? Like, is Thanksgiving the only day you're supposed to be thankful? Or is, like, your anniversary the only day where you're supposed to appreciate your partner? It's like, no, it, it's an excuse to do something again, but you should do those things every day. That's a lot of people's gripe with Valentine's Day, where it's like, oh, well, this is the day where it's forced romanticism, where it's like, eh, I mean, just have fun. Just have fun think uh i mean obviously we can't talk about all the women in our lives that inspire us or the women that we see inspire us i thought we'd basically talk about our close family and then like give like each of us talk about like three women um that really inspire us so obviously i'd like to start with my mom and sister i think they'd be if they're listening to really pissed if i didn't start with them and i assume when it's your turn you can do the same but uh my mom lizette She's a uh, third grade teacher. Um, she's been a teacher for like as long as I remember. Various different um, age groups, but she seems to really stick with the the K through twelve, especially third grade. Uh, and she's awesome. She's an awesome person. She taught me, you know, so much throughout my life. And uh, it's why I really appreciate teachers. Like whenever someone kind of criticizes teachers, even the episode where we talked about. Um, I think we had an episode where we talked about the teachers in your life. I had uh, difficulty uh, for certain parts of it because, like, I mean, you gave, like, fair criticisms against teachers, but I, I think I have kind of 
have a personal liking towards teachers because my mom was one. Sure. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's always uh, I think that's a big reason why school was also easier for me. Not necessarily the curriculum, but like my relationship with the uh, teachers because I never really got super angry towards the teacher unless they're being genuinely unfair. Right. I have a soft spot because their, hard, their job is really difficult, and I I see that firsthand all the time with my mom. Um, and yeah, she's uh taught me. She kind of taught me my sense of humor. I definitely got that from her. Uh, she's a very loving, caring person. My sister, Amanda, is very different than me. Very, di- We're like opposites. You wouldn't know we were raised by the same parents. But uh, she's uh, always been a source of support throughout my life uh, since we were kids. Even though we get on each other's nerves like in a big way often. As we've grown into adults, we've kind of calmed down with that sort of sibling rivalry stuff and learn to appreciate each other because we don't see each other that very much and that's kind of a shame so uh, we'll get to me in a minute but you mentioned like that sibling rivalry between you and your sister what was the age you felt like you guys kind of grew out of that uh, there wasn't like a specific age that i don't remember it was just kind of like um i think it was near the end of high school when i was like going to um when i was starting college i was out of the house a lot and uh, she's also at the house a lot because she's a little bit. She's three years older than me, so she was uh, um, finished with the college stuff. And but she has a job that's like really far away, so she's you know when she's worked for the day, like she's out for the whole day pretty much. Also, she spends a lot of time with her friends, so she's out of the house a lot. Um, so I, I didn't really see her very much, and then when I did, I guess it's kind of like. It, there's a saying in like that really this really applies more to like long distance relationships but i think it goes a distance makes the heart fonder or something to that effect we don't see each other very often so when we do it's kind of like oh yeah i, f- I almost forgot <laughs> i had a sister and that's really sad and so i try to or try to spend more time with her well it's it's the sad truth is when you see someone every day or very often you take advantage of those interactions because it's just like oh, i'll see him tomorrow i don't really want to talk to him right now but then when it's been, you know, weeks or months since you've seen someone, then it's like, oh, my God, like, I've missed out on this part of your life. I want to, like, catch up and, and see everything, you know? So what about you, Colin? What do you, who do you – I'm assuming you want to start with your family and then kind of branch off from there. No, I don't really like my family very much. Um, n- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. No, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I am the oldest of three siblings. So I have a sister and then, of course, my mom are the two biggest women that have had an impact on my life. Uh, or rather the women that have had the biggest impact on my life. Um, yeah, my mom worked for the state of California. Um, and she, let me see. I want to say it was the, God, how do I not know this? She worked for the state of California. I want to say it was the department of mental health, but I could be wrong. Um, anyways, she was a psychology major and she never graduated. She was one credit away from graduating, which, always and it wasn't even a thing of like she needed that credit it was that she took a class she didn't need to and that pulled her gpa down because she failed or something uh so it was literally like she just needed to drop the class and she would have gotten her diploma but she didn't drop it in time and it's been like a a demon for her her whole life of like wanting to get back to that um i don't know it's it's very strange it's a hard thing to put into words like you and i didn't really prep for this episode we had like a list of names of the people and, and that was it um, I don't know. I mean, like, one of my favorite stories about my mom is uh, I was 
probably about 17. Uh, and this is when I was starting uh, Apollo Media, which is the video production company I was doing in high school. Um, I didn't tell my parents because I knew if I was like, hey, I want to spend several thousand dollars basically just to start a YouTube channel. They're going to be like, uh, no, there's no way that's happening. And so for me, it was very much like a forgiveness instead of permission thing where I just started buying all the stuff I needed to and I'd, I'd have the conversation with them once we got there. Um, and my mom gave me a call and she was like, hey, you've spent like a thousand dollars in the last month. And this is when I was like working at McDonald's. So like that was a lot of money. Uh, and she was like, it's yes, it's your money. But like, what the heck is going on? Where's all this money going into drugs? I'm just kidding. It's drugs. It's all freaking hardcore drugs. And then I was selling the drugs to make even more money, which was actually a smart investment. It's a good business plan. It's a terrible business plan. Don't don't listen to us kids. No. Also, I've never done drugs in my life because now that's on an audio recording. Eric, you freaking you set me up. I got you. This is all ruse. Uh, but no. And, and so. I told them about this thing and understandably they didn't really know what to think at first um, because it was like, Hey, I'm spending all this money basically to start a YouTube channel. And uh, my mom like didn't talk about it at first. And then she came back and she was like, Hey, I wish you had asked us, but we really want to support this thing you're doing. And so then they gave us some money to support the funding. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. And it was very much like a, we wish you had told us, but we care about you and we want to support you. And I'm, I'm saying you because my dad was involved, but it was clearly my mom's decision. Um, and I, I understand how that sounds. Like, my favorite story about my mom was when she gave me money. And, like, I, I don't mean for it to come across that way. But it was that moment of even when I hid something that I should have told her a long time ago, she was still like, I, I believe in you and I, I want you to succeed and I want you to achieve your dream. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, in a tangible way, show you that I that I support you. Uh, in a situation where, frankly, she probably shouldn't have, because it was like I hid that from her and I didn't tell them what my intentions were. I was just spending all this money and not really explaining it to them. Uh, and in spite of that, my mom was still very supportive, and I appreciate that a lot. So, um, and there's other stories, of course. I mean, we have literally endless stories about our our family, but uh, that's one that comes to mind for my mom. As far as my sister goes, uh, similar to your situation, we fought a lot when we were little, and around the time I was probably, I'm going to say, about twelve. I was like, you know what? I'm just not doing this. This is just dumb. I'm just not going to fight anymore. I'm just not going to reciprocate at all. She can fight with me. I will not fight with her. Uh, and right around that time, she was like, well, wait a minute. If he's not fighting with me, this isn't really a fight. I'm just kind of giving him crap. And so then she stopped. And ever since then, we've gotten along really well. Um, and my sister and I, it's interesting because in terms of like common interests, we don't have a lot in common. I, I definitely have more in common with my brother because obviously... You know, he plays video games and watches superhero movies and stuff. So we have a lot of, like, common activities we can bond over. Uh, and my sister and I, I think at a mental level, or maybe that's too heady, but just kind of the way we see things and the way that we kind of interpret the world, I feel like we relate on, on that level a lot more, which can be harder to bond over because it's not necessarily as tangible of a thing as, like, video games or movies. So, like, you have similar personalities or personality types you'd say okay yeah it's sort of how we see the world i guess and and so uh i feel like that has brought us very close over the years and once in a blue moon when there is something that we do together it's always like a really big deal um like she doesn't play video games at all but uh when life is strange was coming out which is like kind of this uh high school surreal coming of age teen supernatural sort of thing so we played that together and she totally fell in love with it even though she didn't like video games which is cool and then 
uh, when La La Land came out, she was like, you need to go see this. Because I love Emma Stone and I love movies and everything. And so I saw La La Land with her. And that was like a bonding experience for us. And so I've gotten her like La La Land themed gifts for like her birthdays and Christmas since then. Uh, but just every now and again, even though we don't have that much in common in terms of interest, when there is something, it's like, oh, holy crap, this is really cool. Because the way we see the world in a lot of ways is very similar. And so when we have those mutual experiences together, it's it's really special. So when she makes a recommendation for like a show or movie or anything, you're like, okay, now I, I know it's going to be good. Right. And and precisely be not just because we see things in similar ways, but because she almost never does. I feel like everyone has that friend who every week is telling them, oh, you got to watch this show or, oh, you got to watch this movie. And you kind of just tune it out after a while because you're like, one, never going to watch all this stuff. And two, you've probably stirred me wrong at least once before. So it's like, eh, I'm glad you like that thing, but I, I don't need to like it too. Yeah, not to derail this real quick, but uh, there's been so many uh, uh, examples in my life where a friend is like, yeah, I should play this video game. like, And it's like annoying because it's like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, but like it feel awkward saying no. Or like, yeah, I've had friends that are like, I had a friend who's like, hey, you should read Twilight. It's a great book. And I this I, this was before I knew anything about Twilight. And, um, I, I guess I misunderstood, with the Twilight situation, I kind of misheard what he said, because I thought he said, see the Twilight movie. And so I didn't read the book, and I went straight to the movie, and I saw it, and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> and I was laughing the whole time, and it's not a comedy, but, so, but yeah, but it's good to have that person in your life who's, like, gives you a recommendation, you know it's solid. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very important to me. They're very special women, and I'm, I'm very proud that I know them, so. Um... Yeah, so Eric, we've talked about the people in our in our immediate lives, sort of in our immediate vicinity. What about people who maybe we respect or admire their work, but we haven't necessarily met? More people in in the in the public realm. Do you have anything kind of in there? Yeah, the, well, I was thinking about like the I went. I mean, my mind immediately went to the celebrity route and thinking who is like really genuinely influential, and I think. I kind of gravitate towards the uh, women in comedy when I think of, like, influence. And Amy Poehler is, like, probably at the top right now for me. Uh, of course, because of Parks and Recreation, that's the main thing. I was a huge fan of that, and she's uh, a rocking lead in that comedy world. But also, even beyond that, um, like, anytime I've seen her in interviews or, like, various other shows, she seems like a really warm person and also really funny. And there was <laughs> a story I heard, I think Tina Fey was on a late night talk show talking about how like she also doesn't take any crap from anyone and how I think they were on a plane either going to New York or from New York or I don't know something to do with New York uh and there was someone that was like really rude to her and she would just like let him have it and it's like usually I most people when I hear stories about them being confrontation I'm like ew like come on you know especially celebrities but like hearing the story it's like okay yeah Amy Poehler's awesome I, I wish I knew, spe- I remember specifics, but uh, yeah, she's just, and anything she's in or creates is like really funny and like really good. Stick with me here. This is going to sound terrible, but I, I, I promise it's not as terrible as it sounds. Like women, a female lead in a television series, particularly a comedy, wasn't something that was always the case. That wasn't a very common thing not that long ago. And people like Amy Poehler, I'm not saying Amy Poehler was the first, but you look at Parks and Rec, you look at 30 Rock, you look at uh, New Girl, there are all of these comedies coming out 
uh, and television series of all all genres, but comedy in particular is, I think, where you can see this the best, where it's these witty, strong female leads that I can't put my finger on it, but it just it didn't always happen. For a long time, it was like when you thought of a comedy or a sitcom, you pretty much knew what you were getting. And, and now they have turned that on its head. And then you see people like Amy Poehler not just funny on television she's this incredibly accomplished comedian that is just funny in all aspects you see her in literally any setting and she's captivating not in like a dramatic way necessarily but just she's hilarious and and she's done so much with her career and and you know the time that she's had and i i can't wait to see what she does more of but i i think that's a very important movement that we're seeing. I think, and also, if, if she, I mean, not that we'd ever get on a show with shoes, if she was here, she'd probably point to like uh, two dozen different examples of women in television that had like sort of paved the way for like, I think it was um, I Love Lucy, one of the um, the biggest shows that had a female comedy lead. Another example of a Mary Tyler Moore show uh, in the like, my mom watched that show a lot and, and, uh, it shows him incredible, and at the beginning of the show, the actress' character starts as like a receptionist, and then I think through the process of the show, she becomes like a producer. So you're seeing like so there's a lot of for examples of these women in like comedy shows, but it's definitely um, I I, th- I just think Abe Polish is the one of the best examples in our time. N- not the pick I was going to talk about, but it's something you reminded me of just there. And this is a fictional character, but it reminds me of the journey that uh, Peggy Olsen takes in Mad Men of she starts off as a receptionist. And it's, it's not even just she starts as a receptionist. She starts as like this really timid person. And then at the end of the show, she's like freaking top dog. It's crazy. And, and part of that is like sort of the time that that show is, or rather the story that show is telling at the time it's telling it as, as sort of female empowerment is becoming more of a movement. And you are seeing women that in, in that context are copywriters and are creative, you know, uh, leads on accounts and things like that. And so to see her arc from, as you said, very timid, just sort of this kind of wallflower receptionist to this tycoon, basically this, you know, uh, New York ad exec that has all these clients and is leading these campaigns and all that. It's very, very cool to see. Um, but no, man, Amy Poehler, what a treasure. What an absolute treasure. She's incredible. I, For me, Parks and Rec never did it in the same way The Office did for me, but it's still a great show. It's phenomenal. And I, I know Amy Poehler is largely to thank for that. So, um, Yeah, so it's interesting that like when we, we came up with this topic, you gravitated towards a lot of like actresses. Uh, and for me, the, the first thing that came to mind was YouTubers, because that's just a big part of my life is YouTube and all that. And immediately the first person I thought of when I thought of women I respect and have had an impact on my life outside of the people I actually know is uh, Dodie Clark. And Dodie Clark is a YouTuber. Uh, Dodolodal or Do- Dodiodal or I, I don't know how to pronounce her channel, but it's like Dodolodal uh, is how you pronounce it. Uh, not how you pronounce it, how you spell it. Uh, and she is a musician and a YouTuber and about half a dozen other things. She's a renaissance woman, I, I would describe her as, because you can't really put what she does into a box per- perfectly. Um, but she's just incredible. I mean, she releases constant music, which I love, and it has this very interesting sound to it. And, and she makes uh, uh, cover videos and uh, vlogs of her touring around in Britain and uh, things like that. But what really 
beyond that, I respect about her. She has a second channel, which is her her vlog channel, which is a little bit more casual, and she just talks about life. Uh, and I appreciate how open and honest she's been about her struggle with mental health. Uh, she deals with a mental health condition called depersonalization, where, and again, I'm sure someone out there deals with this, and I, I don't want to uh, describe what they're feeling for them, because this isn't something I've gone through, but my understanding of depersonalization is it's as if you are not living your life. It's as if you're looking down on your own body and, and the things that you're doing, kind of like you're just watching from afar. I remember watching a video where she talks about it. It sounded like it was like um, like kind of out-of-body experiences, but like not isolated events, like just continual. And she describes it as sounding very, very numb and very just like you're just kind of like a passenger along for the ride and you're not really happy, you're not really sad, you're just sort of there and it, nothing's really giving you much feeling. And that's something that I I would not say personally that I have experienced depersonalization to that extent. But I feel like feeling numb or just feeling like the things that should excite us aren't exciting us is something that everyone has dealt with in a some capacity. And so even if you haven't necessarily dealt with that as a mental health issue, the way she describes these things, I feel like come across in a way where even if you do not deal with depersonalization or depression or anxiety, you can very easily relate to what she's saying and empathize with what she's saying. And I feel like that is arguably the most important way we can approach mental health is not, have you gone through this, but can you understand what someone who's gone through this feels like? And I I just have so much respect for, for what she's done with that. And apart from the fact that she's just incredibly charming and entertaining and has a great singing voice and I love her music and all that. She's just very, very open about like, hey, this is what I'm going through. She's had like her uh, therapist on her channel with her talking about like what their progress has been like and stuff like that. That is so freaking cool. Yeah. And like that's so such a product of our time because like 20, 30 years ago, like that would very much be like a hush cush, keep it in the back closet. Like we, we don't talk about that. That's going to tank your career. If you talk about your mental health issues and she's like, no front and center. This is my life. This is what's going on. I am a raw, real person. And all that comes with that is what I'm going to take you through on this journey. And I, I just, I love that man. It's so incredible. I'm really happy. The more I see that kind of stuff like that. And it really like impresses me when people are like that, uh, because it's not, I mean, it's, it's a particular type of bravery. It's not like necessarily like running into a fire bravery, but it's sort of like, it's still just as, it's so personal. And so like, you have to make yourself so vulnerable, especially for someone who's like in such a public place to be so vulnerable for the benefit of other people who are dealing with it to, you know, know that, oh, they're not alone, that it's okay to talk about this sort of stuff. It's really freaking cool. It really is. Incredibly powerful. I, I respect her so much. But anyway, so we'll, we'll kick it to you, Eric. What's what's a woman that you admire and respect? There's, I have a few, and I won't be able to uh, say them all. One I want to really quickly say before I get back to the one I want to leave for last. Uh, Grace Helbig is another vlogger on YouTube that, I was um, really inspired by it because a few years ago, I think she, I don't remember the exact story, and it was probably a while ago, she was making videos and having a lot of success, and then she uh, had to leave the company she was working for that she was, had the, um, the videos under, and she went independent, basically, and made the videos on her own, uh, on her own time, on, completely on her own, and she like basically had to start from scratch with a new channel. And that's really hard for a lot of people to do. 
especially when she had so many followers and she's she's like rocking it she's got an awesome podcast with great guests she's always coming out with like really good content um just really quickly wanted to mention her uh, because we're running low on time grace helby's awesome but uh um the woman i wanted to leave for last because i was when i was thinking of like some of the most inspirational people out there i'm my first thought was and i hope i pronounce her name correctly malala Yousavi. It's a she's a Pakistani woman, young woman who uh, years ago she's been she's always in Pakistan. Um, women going to uh, school isn't. I mean, I'm not gonna sound like I'm a, I don't want to sound like I'm an authority on this subject, but in Pakistan, like getting education is you know a challenge, um, and she was protesting the Taliban. Uh, protesting for women's rights and for women's rights for education and this young woman she was a kid at the time was it like there was an assassination attempt on her life where she took a bullet in the head on a school bus by a member of the taliban who like ran off um and she survived that and like didn't stay quiet she didn't like quit she got even more vocal and now she's like she's come out with books. She's gone done. Had, she's had dozens of television appearances talking about feminism and women's rights education and the obstacles women face when you know fighting for equal rights and for education. And it's been really inspiring. Someone who like was trying, to, who almost died to uh, get her message out for women equality, and who survived that and didn't stop and just kept going it's like incredible and it's like a type of bravery that i don't think i have i think most people have but it's really incredible to see that's insane man i i was vaguely aware of of who she was before you mentioned her but i had no idea that that's nuts that's that's next level dedication to to your cause and your belief that's that's insane um I had a couple more names, but honestly, I'm not sure anything I'm going to be able to say after that is going to seem like, like, here's this other YouTuber that didn't take a bullet for some, I mean, one person I do want to throw in there, similar in the vein to my last person, Dodie Clark, is uh, Emma Blackery, and she's another YouTuber, uh, British vlogger, she's a musician, all these things. Uh, What I really respect about her, apart from just thinking she's very funny and talented, is uh, she's not afraid to show you how often she fails, which sounds kind of weird, but very often it's almost like a running gag. If, if you follow her channel, it'll be like every three to six months, it'll be like, Hey, I'm completely starting over. I'm rebranding and going in a totally new direction with my channel. And I'm going to change everything I've done up until now. And for a while that was annoying to me. Cause I was like, she can't decide what she is. She's sort of just, uh, I, I guess kind of flippant just going like from a to B to Z to F and not really paying attention to anything in between. And over time I realized how courageous that was as an artist and as a creator, because when you have had a certain level of success with something and she very much has, it can be very easy to keep doing that thing and, and just say, okay, well this has been working. Let's just keep going down this road for a while. And she's not someone who does that. She very much, draws uh satisfaction and self-worth from is she doing what she believes she needs to be doing 
and and so she'll have these moments of like hey I've, I've been doing these videos they've been doing well and i'm not happy at all i hate this i'm miserable and so she'll take a hard left turn or she'll take three months off of youtube and then come back and be like hey i'm working on an album and she releases a whole freaking album and stuff like that and just as an artist i think that's one of the most powerful and important things you can do which is realize hey i'm not happy with what i'm doing this isn't good for me I need to start doing something new. And she's someone that's not afraid to reinvent herself and, and do that constantly. And so uh, there was a time where I found that annoying. And based on where I'm at in my life now, I find that to be incredibly courageous and motivating that, you know, it's it's never too late to start over and, and just be a beginner at something again. And I think that's so cool. Um, so, yeah, she's she's incredible. And again, uh, in some ways, very similar to Dodie Clark. But in other ways, I actually get completely different messages and inspiration from the two of them. So Very cool. Well, Eric, those are just a few of the women in our lives. But, of course, this is a podcast, which means folks listening at home, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Let us know. Uh, women in your life, people that have had a, a big influence on you, maybe uh, if you celebrated or, or participated in International Women's Day in some capacity. Obviously, it was a couple of weeks ago, but we'd love to hear what you've done or, or maybe what you want to do to contribute to and, and show your appreciation for the women in your life. We'd love to hear about that. In the meantime, remember that this has been the Not Yet Adults podcast, which comes to you most Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific time. We try so hard, guys. It's life, man. It is what it is. And again, like sometimes you and I have times where we could like cram a, a rushed episode in, but it'd be a rushed episode. And so we're just like, eh, well, we'll get to it when we can. We're also on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Not Yet Adults, as well as on our own subreddit, r slash Not Yet Adults, which you should check out if you got a sec. You really should. It's pretty cool. If you got a few more minutes and you're like, hey, I just gosh darn love those Not Yet Adults. I'd love to show them my support somehow. What you can do, pull open the podcast app on your iPhone or iOS device. Just leave us a rating on, on that Not Yet Adults podcast. Give us a five-star rating, maybe type a review you say how funny or charming or amazing we are we would really appreciate that it helps the podcast get discovered by more people which is awesome because we put a lot of work into this and we'd love people to see all the work that we put in we'll be back next friday at 9 a.m pacific time talking about something new and we are very much looking forward to it so thanks for listening and until next time this has been not yet adults bye bye